Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Love Talk Radio. And I'll say it 
to take this part. But can I sing it one more time? Yeah! Oh! Your heart can be If you have a have 
children with Down syndrome. They're finding that younger mothers also now too. So they're they're kind of learning more about Down syndrome now since the um, kids with Down syndrome are growing older into an adult. Because years ago, African-American kids with Down syndrome didn't last past maybe a year old. Now they're thriving to 60 years old. So uh, we're learning a lot more. Um, when I had my daughter, I doctor said I couldn't have any kids at all. I ended up being pregnant at 39. Um, you can go through a test, and I'm not sure what the test is called, to see if your child does have a, a does have Down syndrome or any issue. But me and a friend of mine sat down and said, you know, if she does or if, if there is a problem, will you abort your child? And I said no. So I didn't go through the, any of the tests. I just prayed and went on with my pregnancy. Um, when I had Imani, um, I did not get to hold her. They immediately took her into intensive care, not because she had Down syndrome. That had, that was not it, because when she stayed in, I had a C-section, so she stayed in so long that she swallowed a lot of mucus and stuff, so they had to get that all out of her. So she was in ICU probably for about two days. Then she stayed in another part of ICU for the latter, like about 13 days. So like the first three days after having Imani, I didn't see her. I only had a picture of her. Um, so when the doctor said, you know, I asked the doctor, you know, when can I leave? I haven't seen my baby. I wasn't able to hold my baby or anything. Her father went to the hospital where she was because she was on the other side of town. And um, he went, every, you know, all those days, every day to see her. But I couldn't see her because I couldn't leave the, the hospital. And um, he told, they told me, if you just start walking, go to the bathroom, you can. So I, I walked for a whole day. I didn't sit down for a whole day. And so, the, you know, the nurse and doctor said, well, you know, let's let you go home. So I went home and I went and seen her. Um, I really didn't know too much. I read a lot about Down syndrome while I was pregnant with Imani because I knew that when you're older you do have, you could have, um, your child could have Down syndrome. But <clears throat> everything I read was really not good. You really didn't want to read it. You would be sad the whole time. So I tried hard to find places where there were positive things. And that's when I ran into Yvonne Perry. Um, she, her and another lady, Carol, were looking for more positive things about children with Down syndrome other than just a negative. So that's how I hooked up with them right when I had my daughter. Um, she uh, was very alert, very, I mean, just a beautiful baby. Uh, we went through early intervention um, in the home. She did real good. She walked. She was probably about one when she walked. And then um, we started, We started, you know, the speech, the occupational therapy and all that in the home. <clears throat> then she started going to school, catching the bus. She was really tiny catching the bus. And my friends were like, oh, my God, you're letting her go catch a bus so tiny. But I had to let go. She was always with me, so I had to. She had to let go of me and I had to let go of her, but I also had to give her her space and her independence to grow. So she would catch the bus and come back home and she loved it. 
she still wasn't quite talking. She only kind of talked to her father. She didn't really do much talk to me. Um, and so we, she did kindergarten, preschool two two years. The first year she got, um, she's very loving, so she was very spoiled. So she kind of ran the class the first year. So the second year we put her in a different class, and she learned, you know, a lot. Um, Imani learns a lot, but nothing, you don't see a lot come out. She takes everything in, and then one day you'll see all this stuff come out. And um, when it did come out, um, it started coming out. Then just recently we changed her school, and she's actually started talking. So that was another um, milestone she made probably, what, a week ago, because she wasn't talking in any of the classrooms. So she's finally talking and doing signs more in her classroom now. Um, but just raising her, you know, they are pretty much typical kids other than having to do a lot of therapy. But you you really have to find the right type of therapy to to get with the kids with Down syndrome because they learn by watching you. So whatever you do, they're going to do. I mean, you know, Imani knew how to wash dishes. Um, Pretty much she could cook, you know, vacuum the floor. She did all her home skills. She learned from me. But the the kind of the reading in the school issue, that's where our issue is with her. She's a little stubborn with that, and and she kind of learns what she wants to learn. But when you're teaching it to her, she's learning it, but... She she's not showing you she's learning it until one day you wake you know you come in and she tell and she shows you what she, she remembered she doing the other day. So right now we have her in a class that um, I prayed real hard to find her <clears throat> a class that really understood her. And it was kind of ironic that the day that I brought her into this class it was my mother's birthday, and she's passed probably about six years ago. And I knew then that this class, you know, they were just like, oh, you know, she's going to be fine. And Imani just, you know, loved them. And, you know, she just, she sprouted up. So, you know, with a child with any special needs, you you really have to stay close to God because they are God's children. And he will tell you where to go with them. He will guide you with, like he guides you with any child, he will guide you with your child with a disability if you just let go and let God do that. Um, we've also found another outlet, which is the Mind Institute, which is in Sacramento, and they do a lot of stuff with autism and Down syndrome. So she does a lot of uh, research. You know, they do a lot of research. So we have her there. You know, we had her in speech there and stuff, so she does, uh, you know, a lot of work there too. So we just kind of put her in a lot of stuff. Um to keep everything as you know as normal as possible in her life, um, she you know she was diagnosed with Down syndrome, but she's Imani, and that's who we know first. You know, when you see her, you see Imani. You don't see a disability. Um, she doesn't know she has a disability. She believes she's just who she is. So we don't treat her as she has a disability. Um, oh, no. Any other questions? No, I was going to comment. My life. <laughs> yeah, 
I was going to comment on that because I um, have basically been a special ed teacher before. I'm not currently, but I have been a special ed teacher, and I still have an affinity and a compassion for special needs children. And I, was, I remember talking to you in regards to, you know, her latest school and how there's been such a change with her. And overall, what I have found with children with special needs, they really are just children. And yeah. just because they have certain impairments or certain uh, limitations on them, the typical thing that a child would do, you can expect to see that in a special needs child. And a lot of things that the school system may be deeming as um, an indicator of a child having special needs or having difficulties in school or something like that, and they're telling you that we can't handle your child because your child won't be still, your child won't be still. I mean, these are just typical <laughs> children things. But because um, sometimes the special needs children don't always have that uh, capacity, if you would to say, okay, I need you to sit here, okay, I need you not to roam, I need you not to move, I need you to stay put because of maybe their uh, ability to pay attention and to get distracted or something like that. But that's something that's common in all children, whether they have special needs or not. But the exactly. ability to, to control themselves and to be able to sit when, you know, you're telling them to sit down, that is something that is uh, developed in them. And sometimes, you know, people don't really want to take the time out to do that. So a lot of things that um, sometimes parents talk about, well, you know, my child does this, and the reason why they do this is because it's stuff for me. It's like, you know, not really. To me, they're just being children. <laughs> they're just being yeah. children, but because they don't have that component to tell them, okay, this is the boundary, this is where I need to stop, this is whatever. They're doing what a natural child should be doing. But most children are sitting in their seats who don't have special needs, and their minds are wandering and roaming. They just aren't getting up and acting it out. You know, right. whereas with the mean child, you know, they don't have that sometimes, and, and they'll get up mm-hmm. and they'll move around. And so that, you know, to the school system or to the teacher, whatever, adds to the labeling of children with special needs as, you know, being difficult um, to handle in the classroom, and so you need to put them somewhere else or whatever. But also when I was thinking about how you said your child has, you know, developed in this new school, how many children, even adults, do you know, who will sit in a classroom or sit in any setting where you feel or you sense that the people who are there aren't really welcoming to you, don't really want you there? You know, would you open up? No. Most no. I mean, that's a human, that's a human mm-hmm. thing. And then even, uh, you know, sometimes when we talk about uh, she's learned, and you may not realize that she's learning until much later, to me that's still um, something that a lot of people may consider a Down syndrome type mm-hmm. of uh, mm-hmm. tendency, but it's not. Uh, it's a personality thing. It's, for me, she has a very, um, you know, just in, in listening to you talk about her, she has a very... Uh, sense of awareness of herself. She has her own personality. Yes, and she does. she's a speaking. It, it'd be different if she was more um, kinetic, you know, mm-hmm. or more um, uh, emotional. She's more of a cognitive type child. She does a lot of thinking. And, mm-hmm. um, so when people, even individuals, you know, adults, think sometimes they'll just take a whole lot of stuff in and won't say anything. And then all of a sudden they'll open their mouths up and be like, oh, you really were paying attention. So, you know, there's just some things that um, when people 
want to say, oh, well, that's because that child is a special needs or a Down syndrome or an ADD child. Some things are just personality. Right. So you have to get past some of those things. And so I really um, want to say to those parents who maybe struggle with some things um, in that regard in the school system is that you have to really um, know your child and you have to be able to stand up for your rights. Mm-hmm. And I talk to other teachers who are still in the system who are dealing with special needs children, and that is something that they say is that if you aren't active and proactive in your child's development, your child will not be really um, handled um, to the best of their ability to handle them. So it's kind of like the squeaky wheel gets the oil. So if you know someone who has a special needs child, or you have one, you have to. You have to make your voice heard um, right. to the school when you have to let them know when you're dissatisfied and let them know uh, the expectations and the hopes and the aspirations that you have for your child. Because these children sometimes, you know, having what developmentally, um, I don't want to say, um, you know, obviously developmentally impaired time is that, you know, they suddenly catch up. Yes. Certain things, you know, um, and so if a child is maybe four years old, they may be eight before they actually get to the four-year-old mm-hmm. level. But at some point or another, you want to see that child unfold and blossom in front of you. I, I look at the uh, child actors who have Down syndrome, who mm-hmm. have special needs, mm-hmm. and I mean, they do beautifully because they come up to the level of your expectation. If you don't expect them to succeed, then they don't succeed, they don't flourish, they don't thrive. Right. just them to do nothing and end up not being anything um, that would contribute to our society. I remember going into the store and watching this uh, child with Down syndrome. I mean, you know, stacking groceries, smiling, happy, you know. And I'm not saying that that's all that that child produces, but I'm simply saying that to see this child actively engaged in something by themselves, you know, not being supervised, doing this. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I-, I thought it was beautiful. I-, I really did. And then I've seen other Down syndrome children uh, working in, um, oh, I got retail stores. And so there is so much, you know, for children yes. to do and to get accomplished. And so they're only limited by what we put on them. So I want to thank you all so much for being a part of the show. Um, if there's anyone who has any questions for Ms. Terry Kendall, we have exactly four minutes left in the broadcast. Um, I would, um, you know, welcome those questions for you in the chat room. But remember to check out the website, uh, com, which is a really good networking family to support the children with special needs, to share the stories, connect and be supported. And also you talked about the Mind Institute, which is uh, the address uh, California, San Diego. Yes, it is. It, it is in Sacramento, California, and I can put the link up on my Facebook, which is Terry Kendall, um, T E R R I K E N D L E. I'll put the link up for the Mind Institute because they do a lot of amazing work, and you can bring your kid there for free. They have clinics, everything. It, it it's amazing. You just have to get out and get the resources. If you don't get out and get the resources. You know, people. Sometimes people aren't going to tell you. You have to search out the resources, and that's exactly. the reason why you need to get with a parent. 
a parent's group to get out and get the resources for your child because your child can, can grow. A lot of kids have been married. A lot of kids, like, are actors. Um, there's one that's a rapper. There's one that's a model. These kids can do anything that they want to do. Exactly, exactly. You've got to believe in them. And so also there's www.nationaldownsyndromecongress.org, and as well, uh, Terry said that she's going to put the link up for the uh, Mind Institute on her site. And, again, I want to thank you for joining us on Patricia Adams Live, and feel free to come back again. And as I said, if there's anyone that you know of that's in the Arlington, Texas area, I will be at Borders in Arlington, Texas, 4000 Arlington Highlands, Little Roy, October 29th, 30th, and 31st. I'm signing and discussing um, a, a portion of my memoir, Set Free to Praise Him from the Hand of the Saboteur into the Hands of God, and also uh, discussing the One Heart Series, an inductive study on intimacy with God. So check out my website, uh, www.onehearthearthearthearthearthearthearthearthearthearthearthearthearthearthearthearthearthearthearthearthearthearthearthearthearthearthearthearthearthearthearthearthearthearthearthearthearthearthearthearthearthearthearthearthearthearthearthearth
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.